Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hello, Kieran. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. Kieran, the podcast, Mm -hmm. it's from inside the house. Well, it is every episode. It is. Inside the studio, rather. This one in particular. And if you didn't want that spoiled, then you really shouldn't be listening to the show. I'm not even sure what that was referencing. It was, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The calls are coming from inside the house. The calls are coming from inside the house. I'm on the same page now. If you haven't listened to the show before, where have you been? This is episode four. Go back and listen to the other. The three. <laughs> we look at the trailer, the poster, whatever information we can for a film. Obviously not too much information because that would be spoiling it. And then we try and guess the plot of the film in its entirety. Basically, yeah. anyway. See if we have the powers of mysticism to be able to predict the movie before the movie ever comes out. Yes, it's something we used to do for fun, but now we thought that we'd share it with all of you. Yeah, we thought you wanted to listen to it too. Absolutely. Now, what movie are we talking about this week? We're talking about Hellboy, Kieran. Yeah, not um, 2004's Hellboy. Oscar bait Hellboy. Oscar bait, Hellboy. That's right, I'm calling it now. The trailer does not look like Oscar bait to me, if you ask me personally. (laughs) No, this is 2019's Hellboy reboot, directed by Neil Marshall. Now, it was supposed to be a sequel, wasn't that correct, Kieran? Yeah, um, it was originally supposed to follow the other two Hellboy movies. Would have been a trilogy. Those two, I believe, were directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yep. Uh, And he was interested in doing a third one, but for whatever reason, he couldn't be involved. I think he was working on The Shape of Water or something like that. For some reason or another, he couldn't be involved and then he ended up passing it on to Neil Marshall. And Ron Perlman also left as well because he was the original Hellboy and he didn't want to revisit it with a different direction. That's right. So it kind of got abandoned as a sequel and then they just decided to call it a reboot, I guess. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I really don't know Hellboy that well. You've watched the other movies, right? Yeah, I I saw the other movie when it was relatively new, the 2004 original movie when it was relatively new, but that was 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I also saw the sequel in the cinemas. Geez, that was 11 years ago. So I don't really remember them that well. I remember details. I could probably tell you the loose plot of those movies, but really, I really couldn't tell you much at all about the universe of Hellboy. I definitely don't know anything about the comics. I know that it's based on a comic. That's really as much as I can tell you. Yes, this is another one of those things for me that um, I have a lot of friends that are into the Hellboy comics. Uh, Unfortunately, I never got into the world either. So again, I have nothing to bring to the table as far as background, back back knowledge. Expertise. Expertise, as far as expertise. From what I understand, this new movie isn't really that connected to the original Hellboy duology. So there's not many things that cross over. I think Hellboy and Dr. Brutenholm are the only ones that actually cross over. But aside from that, I think everything's basically mm. new to the Hellboy cinematic universe. And I'm disappointed, Kieran, because I really wanted a Fishman or a... Oh, Abe Sapien. Nazi robot. Yes. Nazi. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the second one. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane was like a... Sounded like Stewie Griffin was coming out of <laughs> like a fishbowl head man. Maybe the fish from American Dad. Maybe. Anyway, what do we know about this new Hellboy reboot? It's a very good kill. Aside... (laughs) <laughs> from all the stuff that we just said. Well, we know that Ron Perlman isn't in it, as you mentioned. He's yep. been replaced by David Harbour. From Stranger Things from fame. Stranger Things fame, indeed. Uh, he was also in Quantum of Solace, if you remember him at was all. Was he that. really? Yeah, yeah. Well, who was he He was Felix Leiter's partner slash boss. He had a moustache and glasses. No, I can't remember that at all. He was a real jerk. Really? Yeah. Oh. Unless you know him from Stranger Things, you would never spot him in Quantum right, of Solace. Because that's the only thing I know him of. I mean, he got ripped for this movie, by the way. Let's really? Let's pray. Oh, you mean like physically? Physically ripped. He like worked out a lot. I thought you meant like he'd been ripped a new one by fans because they missed Ron Perlman. Well, you know. 
<laughs> Not yet. But he looks great. I think that's worth saying. I thought it was all prosthetics. I thought it's legit. I think he, he worked out. All right. You believe it's legit. I'll believe it's prosthetics. There's no such thing as prosthetics. It's, it's all real, Kieran. Mm, okay. Now, of course, David Harbour is playing the title character, mm. Hellboy himself, or is it Anung Unrama? I'm just going to call him Hellboy. Anung Unrama. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's it. Yeah. But I'm not going to call him that. I'm going to call him Hellboy just like you. Also, as the villain, we've got Nimu the Blood Queen. I hope I'm saying that. It could be Nimu. I'm going to say mm. Nimu. Let's say Nimu. Nimu. Played by uh, Mila Jovovich. Now, that's a name I can say. <laughs> now, we all know her, of course, from Resident Evil and Multipass. Yep. The Fifth Element. I was going to say, we haven't seen Miller for a, a while, but uh, she was only just in the most recent Resident Evil yeah, movie, so she's still out ago. there. She's still kicking goals, I guess. Yeah, it was only a few years ago for the last Resident Evil movie. I've got to say, never been much of a Miller Jovovich fan. No? No, never really seen anything I liked her in. Fifth uh, Element, yeah. Yeah, well, you know what those kind of movies are. Now, going straight from someone we know to someone who I know absolutely nothing about, we've got Alice Monaghan, that's the character, yep. who's being played by Sasha Lane. Do yes. you know anything at all about Sasha Lane? Uh, no, I do not. I've never seen her in anything. To no, she's she may quite, be a fantastic actress, yeah. but I've never seen her in anything. She's quite young, so maybe this is, you know, a breakout film for breakout her. Breakout role. There mm, you go. There you go. Possibly. We'll see if, if it opens doors for her. Doors to hell, maybe, but <laughs> doors nonetheless. Now, we've also got Daniel Day Kim, who's playing Ben Daimio. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. I think I'm saying that after every name. Alice Monaghan is the only one I didn't struggle on. So he, Daimio. I'm pretty ben sure it's Daimio. Daimio. Yeah. Ben. He's playing Ben. Yes. You said something completely different to me, but yeah, let's just say it's Daimia. <laughs> right. Now, he was originally going to be played by Ed Scrain. Yes, I heard about from this. from Game of Thrones, I believe, and Deadpool, two yep. things that I haven't seen. <laughs> but he stepped down after fears that he'd be accused of whitewashing. Yes, well, the comic character was an Asian American. Yeah, an American Japanese man. So they've tried to give that opportunity to an Asian actor. Yes, which is you know a good decision on Scrain's part. Yeah, definitely. And on the filmmaker's part as well. Now, Daniel Day Kim is actually known for Lost, I believe. Yes. That's a show that's yes. near and dear to your heart, I it think. It is. Yeah, he plays, I uh, can't even remember that character's name. But yeah, I loved him in Lost. He's a good actor. And he also played Johnny Gat in the Saints Row series. Did he really? If anyone out there is a fan of Saints Row, gosh, it's quiet. Um... <laughs> And finally on my list, because that's all that was credited when I searched the movie on Google, we have Ian McShane, who's playing Professor Broom or Professor Bruttenholm. Mm. And now he's a crossover character as well from the previous film. He was played by John Hurt, I believe, in the original two movies. But yes, this time he's been replaced by Ian McShane, who, I've always said, is one of my personal favourite actors. You love Ian McShane, Kieran. Ever since I saw him in Deadwood, I think our eyes crossed, (laughs) my eyes crossed to his eyes on Mm -hmm. the screen, and I just instantly fell in love. Now I'm happy to see him in anything. I could listen to him reading out a menu. He's very he's very, very good. I, I think the movies he's been in yeah. have not been. He's been in some dodgy stuff. There was one where he played a dwarf. What was it, Snow White and the Huntsman? He I played one of the that. seven dwarves. But I watched Hercules. He certainly didn't play. Let's happy. not forget him in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, he was Blackbeard. Beard. Was he in that Hercules movie? He was. Jeez, gosh, he does some rubbish, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I know he was in Secret Agent Cody Banks as the villain. No way, was he? Pre Deadwood. Wow. He was also Lovejoy for many years as well, so there's that. The dashing, what was he, an art critic? Art collector? Antica? <laughs> Who knows? I can't remember. I never watched Lovejoy. <laughs> so that's our cast. 
Yeah. Now, just a few little details as well. David Harbour, when asked about the film, he actually said that, that this one's <laughs> going to be a character piece. We're going to learn all the ins and outs of the Hellboy character. It's going to be what it means deep. to be from hell. <laughs> it's going to be deep, you say. Mm. Deep like the bowels of hell itself. That's right. Now, another little detail as well, something very different to the previous movie. They're actually going for an R rating, as in a USR. Here, it'd be equivalent to like an MA15+. plus. Definitely not for children or general audiences. They say it's going to be gory and brutal, mm. which I think is possibly a step in the right direction. If they want to do something different, I think the Deadpool gory less for children direction is definitely a way to go. Yeah, It may not work for them box office wise, but it's definitely a direction. See, something I new. I remember the original movies to be quite gritty and violent. Yeah. So but I-, I think in a fantastical way, sort mm. of like in the same way that Harry Potter is gritty. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair not, enough. <laughs> not so magical but or whimsical, but yeah, it's on the same level. Yeah, so it'll be interesting that this has a new sort of take to it. It has a different look as well. Yeah. I've seen. Especially Hellboy himself. He has a very he doesn't look as it's gonna sound really weird, as pretty as he did. No. For some reason, this is a personal opinion, of course. I think he looks worse. I do agree. I mean, David Harbour's a great actor. I've got nothing against him. I haven't seen him perform as Hellboy as of yet, aside mm. from the clips in the trailer. But the makeup just looks dodgy to me. Mm. Like that original Ron Perlman Hellboy, it looked great. For some reason I always thought it was Mel Gibson before I saw the movie. I thought it was Mel Gibson instead of Ron Perlman. Yeah. I don't know why. Something about his face and mannerisms just said Mel Gibson to me. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that original one had a great look. Really authentic. Like it almost looks like it could be CGI, but it doesn't look like a man in a costume, essentially. And he looked likable. Yeah. This, this guy looks and maybe it's deliberate, and I think it is, looks just a little bit rough and a little bit like Yeah. Mm. I think they on purpose were going for a little bit more of a scarier look. Yep. Like a harder, gruffer, more scarred, yep. been around the block look. Yeah, absolutely. And that's probably on purpose to fit in with the whole character piece motif that they're going for. <laughs> It's a character movie. On the flip side of the coin as well, I think, judging from the trailer, I could be completely wrong. It could just be the way that they've cut the trailer. But I think they're going for more gags and humour in this one as well. Yeah. Going down the jokey road. Definitely. I definitely see that. I think. Or they're just trying to make it look like a Deadpool type movie. Here's what I... I think they're going to borrow from a lot of things that are popular at the moment. And I think Deadpool is one of them. Yes. You know. We should probably remind everyone that this isn't a Marvel or a DC movie. This is based on a Dark Horse comic. So Mm -hmm. I think this is Lion. Gate, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, this isn't part of your isn't one of your huge superhero machines. Isn't that's Hellboy very part of DC? No, it's not. It's oh. Dark Horse Comics. Fair enough. You went in thinking it was another DC movie. <laughs> I know it's not attached, but I thought they were like connected. No, I tell you what, this may impact my overview of what the film's going to be. Yep. But the trailer absolutely reminded me of the Suicide Squad trailer. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, um, and I think that really says a lot about the movie, or at least what I think my impressions of the movie are going to be. So the trailer. It's Itself, if you haven't seen it, dear audience members, it's basically all gags. We see very little story I and think action. It's all voiceover. Yeah, so things we see, blowing up. Yeah, we see things blowing up, people being punched, and then a lot of gags. So Hellboy is being batted around by a couple of trolls with clubs in one scene, and mm. he's getting shot at by a goofy SWAT member and shouting at them in a comical fashion. He so, gets asked for ID. That's the one I keep seeing. Yeah, that one clip over and over again. They're very yeah. proud of that one. And it's set to money, money, or is it money, money? I can never tell with Billy Idol. But anyway, it's a classic Billy Idol 80s song blaring throughout the entire 1 minute 20 trailer. So it's definitely giving off oh it's fun, it's action packed it's going to be funny vibe. I think they tried really hard to do the same thing with the Suicide Squad trailer and we've all seen 
Well, I haven't. I've just known it through reputation. Yeah. Most people have seen the direction seen of it. that movie ended up. Yeah. I was excited for that movie too. Oh yeah. Yes. And based I, on the trailer. Based on the trailer, I thought it, it looked like a fun movie. Matty D, you don't sound so jazzed for Hellboy. No, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this movie at all. I tell you what, there's one scene in the trailer, and I guess we'll talk about it, mm-hmm. that I actually really enjoy. I think it looks great. What's that? Do you want me to go into it now? Oh, I suppose I have to now. Yeah, why not? When he's coming up, rising up out of hell, and he's got that big flaming sword, and he's got the halo, and he's got really long horns, Yeah, I think that looks great. I... Yep, that feeds into my... Oh, okay. I mean, it, it has to feed into both of our predictions in the movie, but that's something about Hellboy I actually know a little bit about. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's like final form, if you will. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. I don't know if we ever saw that in the original movies. I think we did. I, d- I can't remember. If I we can't did remember either. But I've definitely, I've definitely seen that visual before. Oh, I have okay. a friend who's a big Hellboy fan. Should have asked him more about yeah. Hellboy before he might have been doing able this to help podcast. You with your plot, maybe. He should have uh, sat in this chair before, instead of me. But I've seen that visual of him with the flaming crown. Well, without any further delay, I think we should get into what we think our plots are. Let's do it, Kieran. I'm very confident. I'm very excited. And I'm glad one of us is. I think. I think I know exactly how this movie is going to pan out. Great. And if I don't, I think I'm going to die trying in hell. Going to yeah. burn in hell. Well, with, uh, at least you had fun trying, you know. Exactly. But it's not my turn to go first, I do believe. Yeah, it is my turn to go first. That's and right. I've got to say, from day one of initially watching the trailer, I was scratching my head because the trailer shows nothing. Dude, I hope there was- You a- got nothing! I was hoping that there would be another trailer that came yeah, out. I was like, been one. I was desperately s- raking YouTube for any There's other footage. There's going to be a second trailer trailer and it's going to show more but no it's just been this one trailer it got right down to the line we were setting up to record and i was still furiously scribbling notes just going what the hell boy is going to happen <laughs> in this movie so in the end i just bit the bullet went with gut instinct and just went with the first thing that came to my head after watching that trailer and this is it it's going to be a musical yes they're going to sing money money by billy idol <laughs> and other 80s hits and we're going to love it it's going to yep. be like rock of ages but with Dark Horse musicals are characters. in. So, yeah. yep, they're going to make they? a musical. Nah, they, they were not. maybe like two years ago, but <laughs> for some bizarre reason. Frozen's anyway, coming back. That's right. We're going to be talking about that in an upcoming episode. <laughs> what a teaser there, Matty D. There we go. A little teaser. So I think the movie will start off the same way that I think every superhero movie so far will start off. Cold open? Cold open. Well, actually, no, this is going to be present day rather than a flashback. <gasps> it's going to be Nimu, the Blood Queen, being released from, let's say, the Demon Dimension into modern day England. So I think the last movie, if I'm not mistaken, was more sort of US centric. Yep. I believe most of the characters were Americans. Yeah. They were Yanks. But I think this movie, just judging from the trailer and the actors that they've got, is going to be very much more so based in the UK. It's very British. It's going to give a different vibe. Maybe the comic was set in England. I think maybe they're staying true to the comic. If I'd done any research, I'd be able to confirm that. But That's not the point of this show. So, Nimu is released into modern-day England, and she can create monsters at the flick of a wrist. They come bursting out. They come tumbling out in a puff of smoke. And her intention is to completely decimate the world and take it back. Sort of like Kate Blanchett in Thor Ragnarok. In fact, I foresee a very similar opening scene to how Kate Blanchett took over the Norse world in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Nimu. Ooh, that's interesting. I also have a theory, and I think this will be revealed at some point later in the film, that she and Hellboy used to be lovers. So they're from the same dimension, like this demon world dimension that I know very little of. But at one stage, they, yeah, were getting it on. I think. 
think they're going to go there. That's my strong theory of this episode. That's very interesting. Now, fighting back against these monsters being released by Nimu, we have the Irish Alice Monaghan, who apparently when she was a child was captured by Doxies and dragged through the forest and she somehow retained some magical abilities. I think she'll have the ability to see into the future or read minds or cast magic spells on some level. Mm -hmm. I really don't know. They don't preview any of that in the trailer. I think she punches people. Yeah, she's a good fighter. Yeah, she's got some kung fu skills. Maybe she learnt that in the Dublin pubs. In the old Dublin pubs. (laughs) Let's not go too stereotypical. And she's, of course, partnered up with Ben Daimio, Mm -hmm. who has the ability to turn into a panther, apparently. How cool is this? When he gets mad. He's like the Hulk, but instead of hulking out, he panthers out. That's. uh, I think that's awesome. I think if they do it well, that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. See, Manny D, how could you not love this movie so far? (laughs) It's it's shaping up to be a fantastic movie. It could be a fun ride. I know. Now, the two of them, Alice and Ben, are part of the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense, or the BPRD, which I believe we explored a little bit in the last movie. And that's run by Professor Broom, Ian McShane, uh, John Hurt in the previous movie. Now, it's their job, and I suppose it's been their job for many years, to maintain all these paranormal occurrences that happen throughout the UK, I'm presuming, maybe the whole world. Mm-hmm. Let's just say the UK. They're sort of like the men in black, but for ghosts and demons and spectres and whatnot. But we know that already from the previous movies. It's not a stab in the dark to suggest <laughs> that. Ben and Alice find that even with their special abilities, they're no match for Nimu and her minions. I hope like they ride, um, not in a naughty way, but they ride Ben around to get to A to B. Oh, so she's on the back of the She's panther. on the back of a Jaguar. Yeah, let's hope so. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Now, because they're no match, they turn to Professor Broom for help and he goes, oh, this is very much a last resort, but I think we're going to have to bring back Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Now, they think, oh, we're going to have to summon Hellboy from another dimension. He's a dangerous demon from what I understand. He goes, no, we're just going to have to go around and fetch him from his apartment. So I think a big gag is that he's going to be sitting shirtless in his apartment playing video games or eating junk food and he's been there for years and years <laughs> rather than him, you know, entering dramatically from a portal of hell. That was my initial thought ever since I saw him emerging from a pit with massive horns and a flaming Mm -hmm. sword I'm like oh that's how he's going to be introduced that'll be a fantastic way to introduce the character but no I think they're going to go down the comedy route he's going to be in an apartment in his Y fronts yeah he's going to be eating Doritos he's going to be in his tidy whities and he's going to be initially reluctant to go along with them and Alice and Ben are going to trust him they're going to be like oh this guy's a monster how can mm-hmm. we trust him? But Professor Broom at that stage uh, reveals that details from the first movie. I actually came across him when I was with the Nazis in World War II. <laughs> when they accidentally summoned him trying to summon demons from hell. Uh, they instead summoned this demon child, which I've since adopted and raised from a boy to a hell man, which he is today. So has he been in contact with him this entire time? Or has he sort of lost contact with him up until this point? Maybe they've had a falling out. I hadn't really considered it. Mm. But yeah, let's say that they've had a falling out. Okay. Maybe in his early adult years, he got tired of not being able to go out and see anybody being stuck in his apartment with the Chinese delivery man delivering food every day mm. as his only point of contact that you know he was a bit resentful of that. So maybe they had a falling out. But from what I understand, what I've gathered, he's not out there fighting monsters on a day-to-day basis. He's just not involved with that world at all. And this is his first exposure to that. Now, from what I understand as well, what I've been told, it's not going to be an origin story. So we're not going to see him as Hellboy Child. Phew. I was right. We're essentially going to find him, get him suited up, and he's going to be out in the world. It's not going to be a big elaborate thing. Basically, the Black Panther path. No one likes origin stories? No. They're so early 2000s. I swore blind that I'd never watch another origin story after seeing so many in a row. 
Now, they gear up Hellboy for battle. They give him his classic coat and they give him a gun that he's very apprehensive of. He goes, well, you know, I'd much rather come in close contact with my fist or with a sword or a spear. But he soon learns that even a gun, a massive gun, he's got this like massive revolver. Don't they always have big guns? Yeah. Well, he certainly does physique wise. (laughs) But he soon learns that even a gun can be a close combat weapon when used correctly. Now, before going off into battle, they need to get some more information on Nimu. So they go to a club called the Osiris Club. This was something that was credited in the IMDb page (laughs) under several characters. So I'm just presuming that this is a club that's been around for hundreds of years, which is also dealt similar to the the BPRD. They've dealt with natures of a paranormal or magical kind. And so they need to see somebody who has information on Nimu. And I think, and this is definitely a stretch, the one person they go to is Baba Yaga. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Baba Yaga is like a Norse figure. Were they credited, Kieran? No, this is just complete speculation. Oh, wow. But in the trailer, there's a scene where Hellboy falls out of a chicken house. A house that walks around on chicken legs. And I know that from the Baba Yaga legend. So I think they're sent out to find Baba Yaga who has information on Nimu. And there's going to be shenanigans where the house is running away with the chicken legs. And Hellboy's trying to climb up into it. And be just, I just want information. I didn't know that at all. This is a scoop for me. Mm, uh, This is just prior mythology knowledge that I can use to my advantage. Anyway, so it's going to be perfect for shenanigans and comedy. The whole club is full of snooty English people that Hellboy clashes with initially. (laughs) I think there's a scene in the trailer where he's like, what do you use your fist for? And Hellboy's like, oh, smashing things. Now, once they have the information that they need, be it the weakness for Nimu or maybe a way that they can contain her or maybe they find out that she has an ultimate form, something that works into my plot later on. Mm -hmm. If you backed me into a corner and said, what is her weakness going to be? I think we learn of course it's that Hellboy Hellboy is going to be her weakness oh really but in a they used to be lovers way oh. passion is her weakness so they're convinced that maybe Hellboy can convince her either through the heart or through the fist oh my god that she kid. needs to go back to the other dimension it's a romance. Now, I forgot to mention as well that, of course, we're going to have the scene that we saw in the trailer where the bureau, the entrance in, is inside like a standard corner shop, like mm-hmm. a convenience shop, which is being watched over by a sassy lady, a sassy old lady who's a machine gun toter. In the trailer, she asks Hellboy for his ID, which I don't really understand, maybe just to understand if he's got clearance to get into the building. He's going to refuse and she's going to pull a gun out on him, I suspect. Not fire it, but threaten him with it. And he's going to freak out and be like, whoa, whoa, lady, come Calm down. This leads me to Nimu. She's going to take over the BPRD while Hellboy and the gang are out fighting trolls in the countryside that she's produced as a distraction. Uh She'll take over. She'll take Ian McShane's character hostage, Professor Broom, which means that Alice and Ben will have to set aside their differences with Hellboy, return to the BPRD. Once they're inside, they'll face off against monsters and baddies alike, where Ben and Alice will be able to show off their kung fu skills or their panther skills. <laughs> their panther. And Hellboy will have some excellent up-close combat with his gun, blowing yep. people's brains out and smashing people into walls. Their heads are going to explode wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And I was tossing up here whether I think Professor Broom is going to be killed off dramatically or not. Yeah, that's the I'm going to say it? that he won't be. He's going to be in peril, but he's ultimately going to be rescued by our heroes. And then Hellboy is is going to take Nimu through a portal into the demon world where he fights her in her true form, which is a giant, monstrous, DC-style CGI fight. 
final villain. Cool. He'll ultimately save the day by, let's say, transforming into his final form, as you described it, with the <laughs> horns and sword, and he's finally able to summon the power and smite her once and for all. He'll come back, have a sassy line at the camera like, you know, the bitch got ugly. <laughs> we all laugh. Well, that was hell. Yes. Boy. And credits will roll. And awesome. that is my plot summary. There you go. And I had no confidence whatsoever, and now it's done. And how do you feel? I feel great. I actually feel like that's what's going to happen in the movie. Cool. Interesting. I disagree. Oh, of course. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that I think we both agree on and we both seen. So that's mm. really interesting. We both seen the trailer. Um, so yeah, there's going to be some points that we agree on. But um, would you like to hear what I think? No, okay. let's just go home now. All right. No problem. Alrighty. Tell us, Matty D. Alrighty. So here is my Hellboy. Whoa, put that away. <laughs> it's based a little on the trailer, but of course, like yourself, I had to go a little rogue, mm, be a little bit imaginative. Your imagination. But it's very interesting what you said at the start, because I think my Hellboy is going to start a little similar, but a little different. So right. we're actually going to start with a narration. Now, oh. it'll either be in McShane. McShane. Yeah, I can guarantee you it'll be in McShane. I thought it would be Hellboy, but I'm actually going to go with it's going to be in McShane, because how can they pass that up? It's going to be very cryptic, very biblical, but the crux of it is going to be about evil and about trying to contain evil, but you can never really contain it. That's going to be the crux of it. And we're going to see some visuals, some like portals opening up, but you're not really going to know what's happening. Now we go into the movie. So we go straight into Hellboy. He's drunk. He's smoking. Um, he's at a bar. The barman and him are friends, but he's right. just um, he's just a bit of a slob. Anyway, he's leaving the bar. Some guys start making fun of the way he looks. He shrugs it off. They keep making fun of him and they say something small that ticks him off. Then he gets into a fight with these rabble rousers, these guys outside the bar. And what, what do you reckon they'll say that'll tick him off? They will say something about what you say about my mama. They'll call him ugly. <laughs> they'll like say he's hideous, but they'll say something like they'll say he's red or they'll like comment on his horns. Okay. Maybe they'll comment on his horns because he sharpens those back. They'll be like, you don't look as convincing as Ron Perlman's Hellboy. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they're going to have a fight and then all of a sudden they're going to get interrupted by a character that is credited as being the lobster. And really? the I'm lobster. not familiar with the lobster. Yeah, so he's credited as a character in this movie and- What's all that's Hellboy. All that's written, and he plays. I can't remember the actor's name. I wish I could, but he's in. Um, he's in Batman, I believe. He's sort of like an older gentleman, but he's credited as being a vigilante. Uh. So he has like a claw, I think, like a like a pincer. So he comes right. out, but he's yeah. So he's a vigilante, but he's not a very good one. So he comes out and he sort of like starts fighting, and then he you know turns to Hellboy and he's just like, I've got this. They robbed a bank earlier today, and I'm going to take him in. And Hellboy's like, Go away! I've got business with these guys. They all have a fight, and then. Eventually, Hellboy just beats them all up by himself and the lobster kind of looks at him and goes, hey, maybe we should team up. And Hellboy's like, no, I'm not interested in it. I don't like people. People don't like me and that's the way it's going to stay. And then the lobster makes a comment about another character. He says, do you work for Lady Harrington? Hellboy says, I don't know who that is. I see you took a whole different bunch of names from the IMDB (laughs) page than I did. (laughs) None of these people worked, this worked was in, into my plot. This was in Wikipedia. <laughs> so oh. if they're in the movie or not, we'll see. Okay. But um, this lobster is definitely in the IMDb because I looked him up. Okay. Um, so he says, do you work for Lady Harrington? And he goes, I don't know who that is, kid. Well, not kid because he's an older guy. <laughs> but I guess Hellboy's like a billion years old. So he's yeah. just like, I don't know who he that is. He was born in the 1600s, so yeah. And the lobster says, everybody who, all the supernatural people, they all know who Lady Harrington is. Mm, I don't. She controls everything. I guess I'm not supernatural. And he sort of goes, no, leave me alone. 
alone and maybe the lobster tries to catch up with him and he just like brushes him, pushes him away. And so Hellboy goes home in a stupor. He goes back to his apartment um, and I predict that he'll have some pet. Whether that be a supernatural pet, whether that be like a kitten or a dog, he'll have some pet that we see a sort of human side to Hellboy where we can love him a little bit, but he's not alone. Pets it with his massive hand, <laughs> as long as it's not a goldfish. No, I think it'll be a little a little pet. Like he comes and goes, oh, hey, hey, sweetheart, how you doing? Like a Daddy's, salamander? Daddy's home, you know, not like that, but like, uh, you know. <laughs> um, but he's not alone. Here is Ian McShane's character, Trevor Broom, was it? Yeah, Bruton Hall. So I agree with you. It's not going to be an origin story. It's already going to be established who Hellboy is and who's he, who his relationships yeah. to those characters are. So Dr. Broom is his father figure. Um, he raised Hellboy, but that, like your synopsis, they haven't seen each other in a really long time. They've right. had a falling out. He plays a father figure, I believe. That so you were trying to influence mine to match yours a little. <laughs> Not really, but he's a father figure, but he's not the typical father figure. So It's like George Michael. Yes. No, well, not quite. Not quite. So he comes and he says, aren't you getting sick of getting into bar fights, beating up ruffians, getting hanging drunk? Hanging out with the lobster. Hanging out with the lobster. And then- I just want to put a dab of butter on his forehead. Hellboy's just like, uh, he's not even surprised to see Professor Broom. He's just like, whatever, it's what I do. And then he goes into his apartment. They have a little discussion. We learn a little bit about Hellboy's upbringing, about the fact that Trevor Broom raised him somehow he's rescued got, him from the Nazis rescued him from the Nazis that might be a range we might see some pictures on the walls and stuff like that but his arm got Hellboy playing baseball with the <laughs> Nazis his arm got chopped off at some stage and it was replaced by Broom with the arm that you see the Lego arm is the Lego it. arm that he's using the arm that has a powerful punch and Hellboy's resentful of Trevor because he believes that he made him into a weapon so there's a little bit of a conflict there and I just wanted to be a regular boy Trevor Broom's bright red regular boy with horns (laughs) Trevor Broom's just like I tried to make you into something special because you are special Hellboy's having none of it so Trevor says look we need your help there's been some weird stuff happening some weird supernatural occurrences we think you might be able to help because wherever you came from these things are coming from as well Mm, that's what I thought Hellboy says do I have a choice Trevor says no two guys come in and kidnap him who are put a bag over his head (laughs) something like that they like taser him and those characters are Ben and Jerry Ben and Jerry, Alice. the ice cream guys, Ben and Alice. So they kidnap him and they take him to the Bureau of Paranormal Investigation. What, what's their actual thing called? I wrote it down. Research and Defense. Yeah, Paranormal Research and Defense. Research and Defense. R&D. R&D. So BP R&D. This is an organization similar to, your, to yourself. They investigate paranormal instances, but they're very underground and they're very secretive. What this will remind- Like I said, like the men in black. Yeah. Well, not I actually Australians. think what it will be a little bit like is the Kingsman. Okay. Did you watch that movie? No, I didn't, but okay. I'm going to agree with you anyway. Yeah, it's going to be like The Kingsman, and if you want, it's going to be a little like John Wick in a sense, but it's going to be more Kingsman-esque. It's going to be like, not many people are involved, but they're like underground and they investigate paranormal activity. I think John Wick was Hitman, wasn't it? Like an underground network of Hitman. That's Also right. run by Ian McShane, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Everything's run by Ian McShane. That's yes, the, that's it the, is. The that's beauty the of the movie world. So, Ben and Alice, uh, this is the first time that Hellboy will meet Ben. Ben will be the one that interrogates him. Yes. And Ben and Hellboy will have a bad relationship in the sense that Ben doesn't like Hellboy because he has issues with sort of monsters and paranormal yeah. species. So I said in my plot that they wouldn't get along either. Yeah, they're initially going to have But I a, included Alice with that, so... No, Alice and Hellboy are going to have a good relationship. Yeah. In fact, Alice and Hellboy's relationship will be the best relationship in the movie. Okay. It'll be it'll be sort of a buddy relationship between these two where they kind of get along and they kind of see eye to eye. Because 
she's Irish, she can drink as much as him. <laughs> exactly. So she's going to be a tough sort of no-nonsense lass. Mm. So they, they tell Hellboy that there's been these monsters coming in. They don't know where they're coming from and they're essentially waging war on the normal world. And they said, we need you to come and have a look at it. So Hellboy goes and he pokes around reluctantly and he recognizes some of the stuff, some of the like, maybe there's symbolism on the walls or whatever. And he recognizes it as witchcraft and he goes to see a another character whose name is Grendella or Gendella. I've pronounced it wrong. She's a witch though. Mm, I think that's going to be the Baba Yaga character. Interesting. Interesting. With the chicken house. So Hellboy knows this person. He goes and sees her. By the way, my plot's going to be a lot of going to see people. So yes. Spoilers. Mine was too, essentially. So he's going to go see her. She's going to be like this very isolated person. Spoilers, you said. <laughs> Matty D ruined the movie for me. He told me they were going to see people in it. <laughs> While Hellboy's poking around, they get like attacked by monsters mm. and he defeats them and out comes for the first time we see Nimu and it becomes clear that Nimu's sort of orchestrating this whole thing. They have a little exchange, Hellboy and Nimu. She like, goes, please help. She's, uh, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of annoyed, but she's kind of intrigued by him at the same time mm. because she finds him fascinating. They didn't used to be lovers, but okay. there's kind of what's of the relationship between these two is there's kind of like an attraction. There's kind of like she's a, into like a him, boyfriend, and girlfriend attraction. Yeah, a little bit, but they're mm. on they're on opposite they're on opposite sides of the fence in a sense. Mm. So she's like, "Come join me, like you should, you know, f these people up." And he's just like, "Nah, sorry, lady, it's a shame. You're you're pretty and whatnot. You're like you're beautiful, you're but pretty, I'm gonna have to but say not no. that." Pretty. <laughs> he goes to attack her and she just completely wipes the floor with him. She owns him. He can't overpower her. So it's at this point that Hellboy realizes that the only person that can help him is someone he knows. And that person is a witch called Another Gendella. witch. So they go see her and it becomes... So this is the Baba Yaga lady? Yeah. Your description before is retroactive, so... Yes. Okay. I redid that part. Okay. Soz man. Hellboy knows about this witch that they go see. Mm -hmm. They go see her and she sort of tells them that she sort of rescued Nimu. From what? <laughs> the oven as from, a child? From the human being. So these these characters oh. are like centuries old. Okay. And Nimu has special powers. Like she's a, essentially a witch, a sorceress. And the people tried to burn her or whatever they tried to do because they're medieval people. And this witch saved her. Tried to bring her up and they like went to destroy the world, but she's gone too far. And you see parallels between this character and Trevor Broom's character in the sense of the Hellboy relationship there. Okay. And then I predict that Nimu's going to broadcast warnings all over London. Saying that London like has mentally so, no no videos. Oh, okay. I think there's going to be videos. She has the mystical power of the television, <laughs> so she's going to film herself. God, now that I'm saying it, it's such a stretch now. But she's going to warn everybody that she's going to like take over the world in a certain time frame. They go back to their headquarters, which is where we see the whole gag about you know them going into downstairs, and she gets uh, he gets going asked for ID. The corner shop. And essentially, the government is involved now, and they offer Hellboy um, something that he can't refuse. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's like we'll leave you alone. You'll be off the Make grid. Him enough, he can't refuse. And Hellboy still doesn't want to do it, but he does it anyway. And Alice reveals a little bit about herself and a little bit about her upbringing that she was stolen by fairies. That she knows a little mm. bit about witchcraft herself. And she says, if we're going to find anything, we, we're going to see it off a special seer whose name is Lady Harrington. Oh, of course. Yes. The epitomous Lady Harrington <laughs> from previous. And she says she occupies this club called the... Osiris, Osiris? Club? Osiris? The Osiris hey! Club. But Alice can't get in because she works with the She's Bureau. She's not a member. They don't like her. Oh. 
And Hellboy goes, I know someone who can get us in. And that's where he finds the lobster, harassing some bad guys. Oh, wow. This is really thought out, Matty D. He corners the lobster. He says, you're getting us into the iris. So this is just Alice and Hellboy at the moment. They're kind of teaming up and doing their own thing. They grab, um, they might be a company with other people, but it'll be predominantly them. So they'll like, they'll corner the lobster. Then the Jaguar boys. He along. Maybe. Okay. It's my, I think it's mostly these two. Right. So he corners the lobster. The lobster doesn't really want to do it because he's like, oh, they, they don't like me down there. It's like, you're going to get us in. Now, unlike you, I do not think Osiris Club is going to be this fancy, you know, posh club. British club. I think this is going to be like a seedy nightclub. Oh, okay. Mm. So they go in, they knock on the door. The lobster tries to get them in. They're just like, go away, lobster. You're you're an idiot. And then the doorman, doorman comes out. Hellboy beats up the doorman. They go in and they meet um Lord, so many characters. Whatever his name is, there's a character called Lord Adam, and he's a jerk. Um, Every time Matty D introduces a new character, he starts leafing desperately through his <laughs> notes. <laughs> there's so many characters. So this guy's essentially a jerk, and Hellboy doesn't like him. But eventually, he talks to Lady Harrington, and Lady Harrington says, "Yes, I know Nimur. She's a seer, so she has a special insight." Hellboy asks, "Well, how do I defeat her? Because at the moment, she can't be stopped." And Lady Harrington says, "The only way to stop the portals is to stop Nimu, and the only way to defeat her is to f- defeat her with an ancient artifact." Standard movie fair. Mm-hmm. And the ancient artifact that we're going to get is one that, and she says this, one that I've been looking into. You have to go and find Excalibur, which Ooh. we do see in the trailer, Kieran. Really? I yes, have no we do. idea. And also a little fact, Merlin is also a character in this movie. Yes, I did notice that, but I didn't know how to work him into my plot, so I just ignored him. So guess what Hellboy is doing? He's going cross country and he's going to the English countryside. He's going to fight mythical creatures. He's going to go with the other... You mean like some trolls in the yeah, countryside? some trolls in the countryside. Maybe they're underneath a modern bridge it's saying, good. you know, you have to pay a toll to pass mm-hmm. to all the cars. They use their arm like a boom, their club like a boom gate to all yep. the cars. Yeah. That would be fair. Fantastic. <laughs> so it's going to be Alice. It's going to be Hellboy. It's going to be Ben. It's going to be the witch Gandela, if I'm pronouncing it differently each time. With Sorry. Chicken house, maybe. Um, and it's going to be Lord Adam who's going to go on the behalf of the seer. So they're going to go across the countryside. They're going to do some tests, some tribulations, bypass some gates or whatever, and finally meet up with this old decrepit man known as Merlin, who's sort of been the gatekeeper. He's kind of like an eccentric. You'll have some good comedy moments where Hellboy will mm. be like, this guy's weird, blah, blah, blah. And then he'll reveal that he's Merlin they'll take him down to a cave which we saw in the trailer and you'll see Excalibur just imagining like a Yoda style introduction mm-hmm. judge me not by my size do you <laughs> exactly and what will happen is they'll all try to pull out the sword no one will be successful but guess who will Hellboy will do it with his big arm Hellboy He'll just rip it out through sheer strength Hellboy will and everyone will be surprised this is when Lord Adam will turn on everybody and he will kill Merlin and he'll like destroy the cave so they can't get out Right, and he'll run off because he doesn't want the Excalibur to come out and be out of hiding and he doesn't want him. He's working with... uh Namu as well. Oh, twist. Of course. Yeah, of course. Why not? Anyway, they escape. They come back to London, but London has gone to hell, pun intended. Mm. There's like bat things flying around. The world is like gaping. Like everyone's running for their lives. Monsters are going out everywhere. End of the movie Life Force. Exactly. Very obscure reference for everybody. (laughs) Exactly. And this is when the massive fight happens. So Hellboy and his pals, they all get into a tussle. This is when, similar to how you felt, Trevor Bond will get injured in the battle. Trevor Broom, you mean? Trevor Broom will. 
will get injured in the battle. He won't die, but it'll look like he will. Yes. And this is when Trevor will I'm reveal. Glad we agree on that. This is when Trevor will reveal that he really cared about Hellboy the whole time, and in fact, he loved him. And this is the first time Hellboy ever realized that he didn't just have somebody who took him in and tried to make him, tried to weaponize him, and was trying to use him all the time, but he had a figure that was trying to love and, and looked he after. Finally, him. calls him daddy. Yep. So Hellboy goes straight after Namu. He kills Lord Adam when he's fighting with Namu. He seemingly dies. Who? Hellboy. Hellboy. Okay. Big dramatic scene, but then he rises from the ashes with mm. this fire crown, fire crown, and big horns, and yeah. he's become sort of Terminator, like the Terminator. That made no sense. He's hulked out. He's like, you know, at his final form. He's got a sword. He's like oh, looking cool. real badass. And then he just comes straight after Namu, and he crushes them. And that is it. They win. All the like monsters, like rah, they evaporate. The portal goes in. London's back to normal. And Hellboy is looking cool and looking victorious. At the end, Trevor Broom, or Trevor, I'll just call him Trevor. Trevor's like fine, he's cobbling, he's a little bit injured, but he's okay. And at the end, this ragtag group with Trevor sort of makes Hellboy an offer. He says, why don't you do this? Full time. Full time. And then it'll be Hellboy smiling with Excalibur, saying something funny like, oh, maybe. And then end of movie, it ends with, of course, Ian McShane narration, something ominous that points to a sequel, fades to black. Then Money Money by Billy Idol kicks in (laughs) over the credits and everyone leaves confused and dazed. That's right. Well, man. Matty D, I've got to say, I love your plot. Do you really? Yeah, I love your plot. I mean, I could kind totally of a see that happening. Kind Mine of a mess. was very vague, and I really don't think it's going to happen, but yours sounds very succinct, and it sounds like you really know what you're talking about with very little information. I'd almost say that you cheated a little bit, No, but, I just but read, I don't think you did. I just read what characters there were and tried to fit them in. Yeah. Honestly, there were I too many. I think you did a fantastic job. You definitely did a better job than me who just read, Merlin, he doesn't fit in my plot. Ignore him. But yep. yeah, I can totally see that happening. I'm very impressed with your plot, Matty yeah. D, I've got to say. There were a little bit too many characters. Nobody should be impressed with my plot. <laughs> I liked your it plot. Was half-assed. <laughs> I liked your plot. Maybe not unlike the final movie. We will see. <laughs> we will see. I'm actually excited now to go and see the movie yep. just to see how accurate you are, Matt. <laughs> what about yourself? You might. You might. Mm. Be I don't, there was there was a lot of characters that I tried to like weave in there. I thought two of the witches were the same character, which was like right. who was going to be which in, which is which, which was who was going to be in Club Iris. And then when I figured out there were Osiris. two uh, Club Osiris, when I figured out there were two different, I was like, oh, okay, maybe. Hellboy knows her mm. previously but I think this movie is going to be a lot of running around meeting people yeah. and it's going to be a lot of action sequences and Hellboy reluctantly being dragged almost Would you like this. the movie that you've predicted? If you went and saw it and it was exactly what you predicted would it be a movie that you'd enjoy? I would enjoy parts of it right. I, if it was a movie I would like I would like them to do something kind of clever like if I was writing the, what I would like to see would be Ian McShane be the bad guy Right Turn around and just be like it was me the whole time I don't think they'd do that with they, the character they, though won't do it. Beloved by the fans. Yeah. But could you imagine presume. that? Could you imagine all this time and then Ian McShane's like, no, I I was raising you to be, you know, a monster and I wanted you to kill the human race and now you're, you know, trying to save it. So I'm going to kill you now. And I orchestrated this whole thing. Yeah, I don't think that's going to no, happen. No, I don't either. think it's going to happen either. So you'd like elements of what you've described. Yeah. But not the overall I thing. like, well, I think we've already seen the Underground Bureau. I think that yeah. pretty much will be as it stands. But I like the idea of like a paranormal nightclub where they go under downstairs and like all these mythical creatures are drinking and like in the back room, there's like this seer who's like really playing mysterious. Cards. Yeah, exactly. I really hope it's Baba Yaga and the chicken house. That's all I really want from the movie. <laughs> because I really... F- 
felt in my prediction what I was channeling was a little bit of The Wolf Among Us. A Wolf Among Us. Yeah, the video game. The video game series yeah. based on fables. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great series. Mm. You know what? I think that would be a pretty cool movie if they went down that track. Yeah. Fingers crossed they do. It might be a great movie if they do that, but, mm. but I'm not hopeful, to be honest, Manny D. I'm not hopeful. No, me neither. We'll I wouldn't see, like the movie that I described. <laughs> if it was exactly what I described, I'd be like, that's the worst movie of the year, to be honest. But I definitely think Excalibur's going to play a part in it because that yeah. is in the trailer. Really? Yep. Wow. I think you did really well to pick that up because I certainly didn't pick that I'm up. I'm surprised. I was like really excited that you All the pieces were there. Merlin was there. Excalibur's in the trailer. I think it's even on the poster. I think he's holding it up <laughs> and lightning striking it, but I still didn't put the thing together. <laughs> oh, well. I'll be excited to see what they actually do. Mm. But we may not be particularly excited for Hellboy. Well, I know you aren't, <laughs> especially. But I think everyone's going to be excited for the movie that we're going to be talking about next week. Oh, yeah? Which is the big one. The I think it's, aside from Star Wars, maybe. No, actually, let's let's play it safe. I definitely think it's going to be the most anticipated movie of the year. I think it's definitely going to do the best box office-wise. It's the follow-up to Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. Yes, all the characters that died, maybe they're back, maybe yeah, they're not. Yeah, you're going to have to tune in next week and see what our prediction's going to be. And oh, I, that's going to be we'll a hard be one. On the money. It's going to be absolutely hard because, Matty D, if you thought this trailer had nothing in it, <laughs> the trailer for Avengers Endgame has zilch in it. Right. Zilch, not a zip. But I think you and I have already started our predictions for this movie. I remember mm. you and I were talking it over Christmas time yep. and already coming up with ideas. So we can already work some of those <laughs> into our plots. But yeah, I think this is a movie that a lot of people are excited about. We're going to predict a three-hour movie. Like, it's longer than three hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's the longest Marvel movie ever conceived. I think it's three and a half hours. Yep. It's Godfather 2 length. Of course it is. <laughs> So tune in next week to hear us talk about Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. aka Infinity War Part 2. Yep. Maybe there'll be an Infinity War Part 3. Could oh, you imagine? no. Could you imagine? I would be furious. There's, they're not going to do I that. smell money. Oh, they're not going to do to that. To be continued. Yeah. If it was like a middle film in a trilogy, I would be so annoyed. <laughs> I would literally... Well, I, I actually did this at the end of Avengers Infinity War, but we saw how that turned out. Um, we ended up talking about Captain Marvel. But yeah, if they did that, I would throw my hands up and say, that's it. I am done with the Marvel movies. I don't want to see another one if they left this on a cliffhanger. But no, I definitely don't think they will. So thanks for joining us this week. Yep. Thank you for joining me, Matty D. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Kieran. As always, I've had a lot of fun. It's been very educational. If you have any suggestions for movies that you want us to look at or predict... Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got a Facebook page, Potential Spoilers. It's pretty easy to find up in that little search bar there. We've also got an email address, potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Yeah, please talk to us. We're lonely. Give us a five-star review on iTunes as well. We really need some at the moment. We really do. We want to get this show kick-started. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. Five-star reviews would really get us off the ground. Mm -hmm. Also, let us know what you think, um, if you agree with our spoilers. And if you have anything to add, if you think the movie's going to go in a different direction, if you know for sure what you think. If you're an executive from Lionsgate, just leave the script. (laughs) If you're certain of what is going to be... Ruin it for everybody. And you think we're completely wrong, let us know. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you then. I need some ID, love. I ought to break a broom handle off in your ass.